0: Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today.
1: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about, all from the comfort of your home, isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Mm-hmm. Listen, this is a hands-on hard body. But it might not be what people think.
2: What did you think it was?
1: Well, it sounds like a weightlifting contest where you rub down a guy with lots of muscles. Is that what you thought? No.
2: <laughs> Does that sound appealing to you, to rub down a man with big muscles?
1: Um, I don't hate it.
2: Oof, I do.
1: What about a lady with muscles?
2: See, I don't like when women are too cut.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay, I'll tell Stephanie. Uh, and what you'll tell Stephanie?
1: Yeah, I'll tell her don't worry about getting cut.
2: Well, how don't offensive. Worry about she pack. thinks she is cut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, she. I mean, I'm sure she's in great shape, don't get me wrong, but she's not like, you know, striking a pose in a tiny bikini with a number Um, you have not walked in in on her
2: in our closet
1: (laughs) um yeah no i like
2: when somebody's healthy and in good shape and cares about their health but i'm not into muscle definition
1: well you're in luck because this has nothing to do with muscle definition so it really does ladies and gentlemen (laughs) Oh, ladies and gentlemen welcome to hands on a hard body Oh boy! It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid
0: two thousands.
1: Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm
2: Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes.
0: A
1: podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on?
2: Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling.
0: fiddling. I am the first ever podcast,
2: and <laughs> Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started.
1: I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, we're doing it. We're doing it today. We
2: said we would.
1: I mean, I feel like people have asked for us to do a podcast about this documentary.
2: Yeah, you know, I was thinking that I think it's a mix of things that you've mentioned it, our producers have mentioned it, I think I've read it, and still... I don't know if it's the same person
1: writing it over and over, or I if, know. if it, might, it might be one person. Yeah, or we might if, be making one person really happy. Today. I know, but I have to say, yeah. I'm glad
2: that we listened to yeah. that one person because I found this very enjoyable.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too.
2: Not to spill the beans immediately.
1: Yes. This one, you won't have to pause to try to, <laughs> can, it's okay. You're going to figure, you can you can listen and then watch it. It's going to be okay. We're not going to spoil anything because it's a contest. So we all know that somebody's going to win.
2: Yeah. If you don't have time, and this is not a knock against the filmmakers or the people involved, you could no. start it. You could jump to the middle and kind of get a feel for what it's like <laughs> in the middle part. And then you could jump to the end. But um, That
1: does sound like a knock against the film. It is anchors. not. It is not. I <laughs> well, really
2: enjoyed this. If I'm somebody saying, said
1: that about your film. Somebody said, listen, it's okay. You'll get it in the first five minutes. Truly, if you need to skip you some. Could,
2: you could turn on the TIG documentary and be like, oh, she has cancer. She <laughs> lived." Uh, skip ahead. Skip no ahead. offense yeah, taken. Just... Okay. But if you do have time, I would encourage people to not do this start middle end.
1: yeah it's just a subject matter is uh uncomplicated
2: yeah it's really not hard to follow
1: <laughs> there's there's not a moment
2: where you have to rewind should we talk about what this movie is should we yeah
1: i think we should just get into it right yeah well, uh, l- l- ladies and gentlemen welcome to hands on a hard body no cheryl <laughs> That is for... Oh, God, not this again. That is
2: for when, after we record the episode, we go and we record an intro, and then in the intro is when you say, ladies... Say, ladies... How (laughs) is that...
1: I don't know. It doesn't stick in my head. I can't remember that order. Clearly. Okay, so we'll just tell everybody what this documentary is about. Okay, so
2: Hands on a Hard Body is a documentary directed by S.R. Bindler, that chronicles an endurance contest held in Longview, Texas. Contestants must keep their hands on a brand new pickup truck. The person to do so the longest is the winner of the competition and receives the truck as their prize. The film was released in 1997, making it the oldest documentary we've ever covered. It's available to watch at the official website for the film, Hands on a Hard Body, themovie.com.
1: And it's still happening today, I think, these contests where there's a car dealership and they have a contest and they usually team up with a radio station Mm. and then they invite people to put their names in a hat and they pick whoever they pick to put their hand on the car and the person that can stay there the longest wins the car
2: or truck or truck when, when you say it's usually affiliated with a radio station I would make sure people understand it's typically not like a classic a classical music <laughs> radio station or jazz <laughs> you know
1: it's, or NPR yeah this it's, is, yeah, it's uh, definitely not
2: yeah. Ira Glass in the background <laughs> <laughs> or Terry Gross <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not who they appeal to. It's usually, I mean, in this case, it must have been country music because they played a lot of country music, right? It,
2: it must have been, considering all of the country music playing in the background. Right. Yeah, it must have been.
1: Yeah, that's, I did some detective work there and put the two together. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? What? I almost did one of these. <laughs> <laughs> How did
2: you almost?
1: Well, uh, when I was I was living out here, I was working as an assistant for Rob Reiner uh-huh. and his wife and his family, and I had a Toyota Tercel that I had driven from Florida. It had no air conditioning. I mean, it was in really bad shape, and there was a VW place. Don't
2: Toyota Tercels just arrive in bad shape
1: how dare you i don't even know if they make many do they even make them
2: probably not because they were toyota yourselves but anyway so yours was
1: so i thought i heard about this contest on the radio station that i was listening to and (laughs) and what
2: what radio station was it
1: I don't know. It must have been like K-Rock or um, uh-huh. whatever Ryan Seacrest is on. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go get a new car. This is perfect and easy. And then I said to this woman that also, you know, was working with me, I said, um, you know, I think I might, I might have to, I uh, want to do this contest. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's, you could be there for days. uh uh-huh. And I said, oh, I think it's just like five or six hours long. I think it's like not a big deal. And she was like, what you, do you know what you're talking about? I said, no. She goes, no, you stay there for days. And I said, well, can I can I get time off to do it?
2: Wait, wait this is your
1: boss? Yeah, this was my assistant boss. She had a higher level assistant job than mm. I did. I was low down on the chain mm, okay
2: well yeah that makes sense if you were saying you wanted days off to go put your hand on a hard body to try and <laughs> win a new car it sounds like you probably weren't equal to Rob Reiner
1: <laughs> I mean what if your assistant asked for four days off to just put their hand on a card and hope that they get it and hope they don't drop off like day three I would say how about
2: we <laughs> make some room for extra hours for you where you can uh-huh. purchase a new Trading.
1: car.
2: Mm, yeah, But truth be told, I probably would say yes. Even if I didn't know about this documentary, which I didn't know about this documentary, except the fact that I think one person kept asking us to uh, do an episode <laughs> about it. But I probably would have said, <laughs> okay, this is insane
1: because uh, it's not a sure thing that's also the problem it's not a
2: sure thing that's right Cheryl <laughs> If so 25 much, if people can't alternate as the winner
1: well I guess you have a one in 25 shot which isn't bad actually the odds are not bad
2: I think they're pretty bad considering only one person can win <laughs> but um I think that I would tell my assistant they could have the time off, but that they would need to film this. And can I come watch? Uh, Yeah. What would you do if your assistant said this?
1: Oh, God. I would, I would not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it to happen, (laughs) especially if there was like real work to be done. It's really hard to tell your assistant. Wait, what? Uh, go ahead.
2: What is the real work that has to be done in the life <laughs> of Cheryl Hines? Please.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Walk me, well, instance, wor- Walk me through a busy day.
2: Walk me through a busy day. Busy day.
1: If you're working on a timeline, uh-huh. like uh, I was doing a du- director's presentation for somebody and I had to put together, a, you know, a lookbook with all, with a lot of information. Okay, and that's a busy
2: time. That's a busy time.
1: Yeah. Let's talk yeah, yeah. about the yeah.
2: day-to-day when you're not directing. A, a, a normal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a
1: normal day? Yeah. What does my assistant do on a normal yeah. day?
2: Walk us through that.
1: <laughs> um, it pretty much starts with like a pep talk call. Like we pep talk each other. Maybe pick up a <laughs> coffee. A cup of coffee. Uh, we go down the list of what what we want to accomplish that day. And wait, do you really? Yeah. What do you do with you have an you have an assistant? What does your assistant do? Talk me through it.
2: Well, we just have an ongoing um, to do list that things just get added to, and then mm. um, and then as they get done, they get moved over to the to done
1: list. Well, when you talk about these lists, are these really like, is it on a whiteboard? It's just or you...
2: a, um, an email that is sent every morning.
1: And mm. then, Wow, that's very official. And then it goes
2: to the to done list. And mm. then there's like a list years back of things that have gotten accomplished. Is that true? It is true. And then it's also easy, like if I have a new assistant to say, here mm. is the list of things that have been done that can give you an idea of what your job will be like.
1: Oh, my God. I would hate to see my list of things that... <laughs> I mean, I have some... I have had my poor assistant... I have... Yes. <laughs> this is the worst story <laughs> and I feel bad for. Her. This was not, not in her job description. <laughs> I well, don't know what time, you're saying. Then one time she was house sitting for me. Yeah. And watching the dogs. Mm-hmm. And I called her to ask how things were going. And she was, <laughs> yeah. she was in tears because one of the dogs had caught a rat and the rat was half dead. <laughs> she felt like the only humane thing to do was to kill the rat. <laughs> and she was sobbing. And she were talking and her I... through killing the rat. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I felt really badly for an army. <laughs> but I don't you know, what else is there to do? I don't know. I so she yeah, it was a it was a tough day in in the assistant life, but I would hate to see that on the these are things that we've done.
2: Yeah, on the to done list. <laughs>
1: So when somebody new comes in, they're like, I have to kill a rat? I had to club a rat in the head. Yeah, there's there have been some things. Yeah, there have been some things. I mean, one time she had to, like, she had to glue seashells on a wall.
2: <laughs> Listen, things happen.
1: But it sounds like our lists are so different. <laughs> not
2: necessarily. Club a rat in the head has not... <laughs> come Across my desk, <laughs> but you know, one time I was hired to house it for someone and take care of their dog. And um, oh no, and I was over at the house and the dog turned on me Turn? while I was in the house.
1: Yeah, what does that mean? It
2: started like, like growling, like you? while you were living with it. No, I was just coming over and feeding the dog <laughs> and taking the dog out, and I came over one day. And the dog, I think it was like the second day and I walk in the door and the dog was like, and I was backed into the laundry room and climbed up on the, um, the counter. No, the, uh, washer and dryer while the dog was (laughs) just like, (laughs) and it was before (laughs) cell phones. I was just trapped on a washer and dryer. And luckily, there was a door, a back door in the laundry room. And when the dog hours later got bored of me and wandered off, I was was shaking so bad. And I unlocked the door and ran out of the house. I I mean, I don't know what happened from the last time I fed the dog to that time.
1: You sat on a washing machine for hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And did you keep the job for a while or were you like, that's it, I can't? I can't really remember what happened, but it was
2: for my boss at the time. I worked at a production company, and she had hired me.
1: Yeah, there's no choice, right? You have to do what you have to do as an assistant. Um, Okay, so I guess what we're saying is it, it takes a certain person to be able to do this contest because you have to be able to have a clear calendar, and not everybody has that kind of Time.
2: And not to be judgmental, but there was a handful of people that seemed like they probably had a clear calendar. <laughs> you
1: mean in this film? Yeah.
2: yeah, in this film. There were definitely yeah. people that seemed like they had a very clear calendar.
1: They had a clear calendar. As a matter of fact, one of the guys mm. had already won it. Yeah. Had won this contest a few years prior and had won a truck. So it... It did seem like, wow, that is that fair? I mean, sure. But I mean, you know, I guess if you make the rules,
2: yeah. Who cares, right? Should we hear from Benny?
1: Yeah, you want to hear Benny? Yeah, so Benny is the one who, um, who had done it before. Mm-hmm. And he's in this a lot. So we really hear his point of view a lot, which is very interesting. Okay, this is Benny. He's a front runner. <laughs> when it gets down to the last two, that's when it gets really tough because he's got most of his friends and family there. Most of your friends and family are there. And then you've got fans, and everybody's rooting for somebody, you know. And if you look over here, into the friends and family and and fans of uh, this other person, you know, they're looking at you like, okay, you need to quit, you know. Well, if you're looking better than this other person, they're really upset with you, and you can see it. It's really interesting to hear him talk about it, right? Because it sounds on the surface this documentary seems so silly and fun. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it is a ridiculous it's ridiculous. But when you
2: start watching it, you realize that it's really silly and fun. <laughs> no. It is in fact what you thought it was. No, go ahead.
1: Right, because when you're watching it... So these people have to stand there, and they get five minutes break every hour, and every, what, three hours, four hours, they get a 15-minute a break. How did they come up with this randomness? Is I don't know. what I couldn't figure out. Because, like, what if you have diarrhea? Well, that's what I was wondering. About like, diarrhea? What... <laughs> I wasn't wondering about diarrhea, but... You know, before I get involved in any sort of um uh, outdoor concert or protest or something, I ask myself, what what is the bathroom situation? Because I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to w- use a weird bathroom or if there is no bathroom, then that's then I'd rather not do it.
2: Well, that is my question. Every New Year's Eve, when the ball is dropping, yes! when people are up front against the fence in Times Square, and they've Square. been there all day and night in Times Square, they all must be in diapers.
1: Where Where do they go? I don't understand it. I really, I honestly don't understand it at all.
2: I, I it ruins my New Year's Eve because you're distracted. time and time again. Because I, I'm focused on how where... are they? I know getting rid of their waste. I guess at that point when you're just sandwiched in, it doesn't matter. Everybody's drunk on New Year's Eve. You could probably just use your pants. You know. <laughs> what <do> you think?
1: <laughs> it's just what at that point, it? you're just like, what is, is, that, what? is that a real phrase? Just use your pants. Like, is somebody, like, <laughs> I don't know. When it came out of in, my mouth, I thought. If you were in a crowd <laughs> and you said to me. I really have to use the bathroom, and I said, "Just use your pants." Would (laughs) would you be?
2: I wouldn't think twice. I wouldn't ask another question, and I would release the
1: urine (laughs) in your pants. Just use your pants. Just use your pants. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. And by the way, I think it's difficult to use the bathroom in five minutes. To like go to go to the bathroom. And well, especially and if you have up.
2: anxiety around, yeah. like, say it's hard for you to have a bowel movement. Like, say you well, have anxiety. A lot of people have that sort of anxiety. They need to really relax. clear their head and relax. <laughs> yeah. And. I mean, it does seem difficult right? to
1: be able to. <gasps> you know what this reminds me of? We've had this conversation with the, the artist is present. Oh, yeah. And remember, she, they had the chair with the hole in it. So she, well, she was sitting there because she sat in a chair yes. for, how long was that? It was long. It was like 18 hours or something. And she would just, instead of using your pants, she, <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: she, she, she put a hole That's on her It's like t- when you're potty training, you'd have to tell your kids, you need to stop using your pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot i used my pants <laughs> um but, well you know on the artist is present i was that was partly what was keeping me really sucked in is i wanted to see how she would actually do this how she yeah. would actually use her chair
1: <laughs> okay if, if anybody didn't see this this is a documentary called the artist is present and
2: no one cares nothing matters (laughs) cheryl why are you why why bother you think somebody was just vacuuming their house and then and then stopped their vacuum and went over and took a note
0: this episode is brought to you by philo do you love tv do you love saving money then philo is your solution That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: It was really fascinating to see what the different people were choosing
1: for their diet through this. (sighs) that was very fascinating because some of them really thought it through and had a good strategy
2: well they thought they did this was very much the time period mm-hmm. that and i i was i'm guilty of this too a- around the mid 90s when the snickers commercial was coming out that saying it basically was implying that it was a near full meal yeah You know what I mean? Like, if you skipped a meal, it's fine. Have a Snickers bar. Right. Was the sentiment. I fell for that. Yeah. And I think the mid-90s was when that commercial was out. And I noticed a lot of people were having Snickers bars. And I remember, actually, um, during that time period, I went to see a band and... um, well, I didn't just go to see a band. I used to work in the music industry and a band that I worked with, I went to see them live and my girlfriend at the time asked me uh, something about a meal or and I said, oh, I didn't have time. I, I grabbed a king-size Snickers. <laughs> and she said, so you were just alone at the club eating a Snickers bar? And I said, yeah. She could not she said you had no embarrassment just standing there alone <laughs> eating a king size Snickers bar and I was like it never dawned on me that I looked potentially foolish or weird or gross I was just like no I was having a Snickers bar watching a band and she could not comprehend she was like I you would never catch me standing alone eating a king-sized Snickers bar just watching a band that's so would weird. Would you, Cheryl?
1: I feel like I would. Okay. Well, Florida for you. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, a Snickers bar, I mean, if you have to eat something to get you through, it just has peanuts in it. She, she would not. She,
2: <laughs> and she would not. That's, and she was.
1: That's unfair to you.
2: Listen, it didn't work out. It
1: didn't yeah, work it did out. not work out. But one of the guys in this contest, of course, we're not going to remember his name. Um, Which guy? Describe him. He has a very thick accent. (laughs) That's all of them. And he eats the Snickers bars. That's all he eats on his Mm -hmm. breaks. And at first I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell if he was saying, I've got to get my sneakers or my Snickers. Because he was talking about his tennis shoes and he needed to switch shoes. So at one point, I think he did say sneakers, and another time he said Snickers, and I... <laughs> it really threw me... And that's,
2: that threw you off for the whole documentary, right? It
1: really threw me off. But then, you know, then you see him, and he's eating a Snickers, and he got different sneakers. Was
2: that Ronald? I feel like his name might have been Ronald.
1: Ronald, yeah. Do we have... Can we listen to Ronald? Yeah, let's listen to Ronald. Okay. I'm a fast that day. I think my fast at three nights, at three days. If I
2: fast, I, nothing can not come out, nothing can go out. <laughs> what about energy, though? Don't you think he needs- oh, that's what I don't think I'd probably like that. I'd probably eat an orange or, or a sneaker. That's, that's enough energy for me, so. When I was training, when I was in track training, that's how I used to eat orange and, or a sneaker. That carried me through the day. <laughs> I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Listen. It sounds like sneakers. Maybe sneaker. he, was
1: eating- <laughs> Does
2: it yeah, not- he was eating sneakers. Yeah, he was eating sneakers. This this documentary was essentially one
1: big Snickers commercial. It really was. It did make you want a Snickers after because you watched Ronald eat so many Snickers.
2: And I can't remember which woman it was, but she seemed like the most grounded um reasonable person if that even exists in such a thing. But she was the one who who left a glove off so she could read and when you saw what she was eating, she was having peanut butter and banana. Which Yeah. You no, know, that was Isn't the,
1: that hilarious? That was the religious um that was um uh, Norma. No, that no? wasn't her. It was Carrie. Oh. It was Carrie. Oh, with the long hair and the makeup? I
2: honestly, yeah, maybe so. Um, there's no way you're going to tell me the religious woman was the re- reasonable, rational one.
1: Is that how you felt? I did feel like she was pretty reasonable and rational. So that was, um, that was, is that Norma? Norma. And she, she's very religious and she felt like God was on her side and she had a prayer group that was praying for her. This
2: this is that thing that just blows my mind about prayer. I, I don't understand. Maybe you can help me. Okay. But if God mm-hmm. if there is a God mm-hmm. is busy mm-hmm. will God put the other more important things aside to help this woman keep her hands on a pickup truck. Is that really? Because the, the she and her prayer group, they were speaking about this. Like, like we've got there a- was a lot of people, a lot of people praying. And like the more people praying for her hand to stay on that pickup truck, the more God would like is God in heaven or wherever God is Mm, in a cloud thinking over the clouds I'm gonna over the clouds I'm (laughs) gonna help you but if you could get more people to start praying really pay
1: attention then that's
2: gonna then I'll really I'm you kind of you got my ear the more you got get some more people praying and then maybe
1: then maybe I'll listen maybe I'll but then you feel like why can't God just give her a truck? Yes.
2: Why can't God
1: just give her a truck? <laughs> Why can't God give her a truck, if and, a truck?
2: And and what about all of the other people with their hands on a hard body? I mean I know. I
1: saw plenty of people with crosses around their necks. Here's the thing that I appreciate about prayer and uh-huh. um organized religion. Okay. Even though I don't really go to church that often, but but i was raised catholic and i i do appreciate the idea that people are coming together uh-huh. and they're all thinking about one positive thing at the same time and they're like all like a pickup
2: truck <laughs>
1: yes well it was important to her and they knew mm-hmm. it was important to her and mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying that yes that means you're closer to god i'm just saying maybe there is a universe in which if you have good intentions coming in and going out, then perhaps you're creating an energy. Mm-hmm, perhaps. Like a sneakers bag? No,
2: I understand that. I, I, I certainly, when there is good and bad stuff going on, I think of people and I encourage other people to think about them. But I guess I just don't buy into... A God that is abandoning some important work. <laughs> well, I don't
1: know if that, to, I um, know that God is. I, maybe if you, maybe if you stop looking at it like God has to drop whatever they're doing, drop this thing over here with the cancer, and come over here and look at the truck situation. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think it's either or.
2: <laughs> I do. And that's okay. where we differ. I this was also raised Catholic. Is... you were and uh I'm why sh- do I'm you shocked. respond like why? why are you shocked?
1: I don't know, you seem like uh something else, Baptist or something what <laughs> I seem Baptist <laughs> yeah. like do I really? I remember growing up, and the Baptists always seem to be having so much more fun than the Catholics. <laughs>
2: But, I mean, Catholics are the ones that, like, drink and party and... Well, secretly. Right? Well, my family let the secret out. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they were partiers. They, the secret
1: is out. <laughs> but, um... Okay. All right. Well, this is... You know. We're finding out lots of things. I mean, nothing about the documentary, we? but... Lo- yeah, we've, just, we've talked about uh, spirituality and... Um,
2: well, let's not let's not be confused and think I'm still
1: Catholic, okay? I never, I never thought you were Catholic to begin no, with, and I definitely like... would, don't think you still are. I mean, not that. How do we know? No. How would anybody know what religion you are? Well, I make it a point to let people know
2: that <laughs> I am definitely not Catholic <laughs> or Baptist. Like you seem to think uh, you're hosting a
1: show with a Baptist. It just seemed like the Baptists have a good time for whatever reason. I don't know why. I think that. I thought Baptists, I dated a girl that was Baptist and
2: she couldn't listen to the radio. She couldn't oh. I it didn't sound fun. Oh, is that like
1: um uh, like Footloose? I didn't see Footloose. I
2: <laughs> okay, need to see
1: Footloose. They're not allowed to, to, dance. Not allowed to <laughs> dance in their tiny town. But I don't be, Because of religious reasons, but I can't... I heard about that with Footloose, but I just haven't seen it.
2: (laughs) It's not like I don't know what Footloose is about. I just didn't see it, but maybe our next episode, we could cover Footloose.
1: (laughs) I think our listeners are going to have so much to say about all of this, and I'm terrified to hear it. Okay, so back to the... uh okay, they're all they've movie? got their hands on they've got their hands on the car on the car on the truck they have uh-huh. to wear a glove they have to keep one hand on at all times and yeah. um and it's very sweet I mean each of the contestants has a reason why they really mm-hmm. want and need the truck, sure, you know, and it's it's a little bit heartbreaking and when you're watching it, you feel like, oh my god, they can't they all just get a can't they all get a truck? Did you feel like that the whole time well. Maybe like at the end of it, they say, you know what you got? It's like Oprah. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what talk shows are for. Ah, oh, shoot.
2: I kept thinking while I was watching this, why couldn't it be, hey, come sit outside in the heat and the first person that has to go, like everyone drink a beer and then the first person that has to go to the bathroom um, loses. Like, why does it have to be that long? And insane. Right.
1: We did that in college. Did you ever go to a bladder bust?
2: I didn't go to college.
1: Oh, right. Oh, no, I'm not this conversation again. Wait, a bladder oh, bust? god so disgusting. We had disgusting. It was so disgusting. <laughs> this and is what happens they, when kids first leave their
2: parents' home. Yes. They go
1: and do bladder busts. Yes. And, you, and everybody would pile into this bar. And then they would... They would lock the doors, and then you got, everybody got to drink free beer until somebody peed. Somebody used their pants? Well, I'm sure there were lots of guys that used their pants, but it was always a, it was always a female that had to go first, and the guys would actually block the bathroom, all in good humor. Of course. um, To not let one of the girls in to go. So as you can imagine, it was just like a night of beer and urine. Because of course the guys are just peeing Is that what the banner
2: said outside? A night of beer and (laughs) urine?
1: (laughs) They didn't have to because everybody knew it. And Florida by the college. could never put your cup down? <laughs> like, Why? Cuz people would urinate in it. Yeah. Yeah. So you could not like don't don't let your cup lo- go down low when you're holding it cuz God knows what would happen. I mean, we all know what would happen. A guy would pee in it.
2: Well, God knows what would happen because <laughs> somebody was probably praying at the Florida yes. College bladder That's bust.
1: Yeah. Right. And uh not dealing with cancer. Well, once again, we don't know that you have to drop one thing to grant another thing. Oh, my gosh. Thing. What a busy bee God must be. But God must, it's like, I was going to say it's like Santa Claus, but then I, that's also not a fair comparison. And then people are going to be like, why are you comparing God to Santa Claus? I take it back and I wish I never said it. No um, hate mail, please. <laughs> but the idea of trying to deliver a toy to every kid in the universe at the same time okay where were we oh so you think it should just be whoever has to use the bathroom first
2: well or just something something
1: it seemed a little inhumane after a while
2: yeah and and you see cuz they had to stand right you see the um the desperation Because like you said, they showed up with so many different reasons why they wanted or needed a truck. Yeah. And that's fine and understandable. But why would you break them down like this?
1: Yeah. So the first 24 hours, you were like, okay. And then 48 hours and you feel like, now it feels like torture because people are starting to drop out a little bit. And then, I mean... Sixty hours, and they're still.
2: Yeah,
1: and they're they're now people are dropping out, and they're crying. They're starting to hallucinate. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, they use sleep, sleep deprivation as a torture process. Torture process yeah. as, as a means of torture. That's probably a better way to say. It. <laughs> That's um, how we could
2: rename but- rename this podcast as torture process. <laughs> Welcome to just, another episode <laughs> of Torture
1: Process with Dick and Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Just use your pants. Um but these these people, I mean there was a, there was an ex-marine there who I'm, he I'm th-
2: sorry. I I just looked on our outline. What? I just looked on our outline. And it says Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win.
1: <laughs> who wrote this up? Well, in all fairness, she, she doesn't have many teeth.
2: No, she has fangs, but that can't be.
1: <laughs> can't that. be that, that can't be how we describe her, is what you're saying.
2: Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win. <laughs> I mean, and you know, thinking of that her you meet her husband too, and he also was lacking teeth, but the weird mystery is fine they they're good for that, each other th- yes, that is fine, completely yes. fine miss yes, have no teeth, right, but the question lies in the fact that they have this air conditioning unit that apparently <laughs> can really take the temperature down to below freezing, which means you, I know he said he got a good deal on it, but mm-hmm. you got to kick down some cash for that. And it feels like I it's see where you're headed. A mm-hmm. toothbrush would mm-hmm. be like the money you're saving on the air conditioning unit invest in a toothbrush.
1: You know what, Tig? Perhaps the air conditioning makes them much more happy. One of the things that I really loved about this documentary—that I loved about it—I love that it. I love that they were real people mm. doing something. You didn't feel like
2: those were actors.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like a lot of the documentaries that we see—it's somebody already who's extraordinary, or thank you, somebody who. <laughs> Or somebody who murdered somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you. And and so they're these extraordinary people. And I love that these are just real people. Mm -hmm. They live in this small town. Mm -hmm. They're doing this contest because they all need a truck. And I really love that about them. And I really love their support teams. Because really, somebody can't do a contest like this on their own. It's it's impossible, I think, because people have to bring you food and drinks and... Massage I mean, on your their disgusting, breaks, people, sweaty socks. Uh, <laughs> they were massaging their feet and they were like, oh, how about the one woman who was combing her husband's hair? Oof. Oh, my God. It was just the sweetest. It was, but it kind of grossed me out. <laughs> well... People shouldn't be combing their hair
2: in in public. When I was watching her comb his hair, truly my first and only thought was, what if I was still in a small town, couldn't figure out why I was different, and married a guy like this, and he was putting his hands on a hard body, and I was there supporting him and combing his hair and feeling like this
1: was my life. Oh, my God. I had the complete opposite reaction. I felt like, you know what, if that was my guy and he was giving it his all, I mean, that's a pretty fun Monday night. Go out there at three in the morning and just be like, "You got this. Let's do this." <laughs> go in your, <laughs> use your pants. Now,
2: <laughs> can I just please? It really caught my eye when I was reading the uh mm-hmm. what one of our producers wrote about Janice Curtis and how Uh-oh. she's a toothless woman who oh, really no. wants to win. Mm-hmm. Can I just run through here a few other descriptions? Mhm. Okay. So Kelly Mangrum wants to sell the truck to get money to go back to school and get braces.
1: Yeah. She's a young young girl, yeah.
2: Russell Welch, older guy who just wants a truck.
1: Kind All right. Fair.
2: Okay. Ronald McCowan is a country boy from a little country town and eats countless Snickers bars. <laughs> hmm Again, Janice Curtis is a toothless woman who really wants to win. Okay. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Uh JD is the oldest contestant. He smokes unfiltered cigarettes during the breaks. hmm This is how they made their marks in the
1: movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm well yeah i mean you're painting the picture for us
2: were there people in this movie that you thought oh i know this person or this were these people lived in my area growing up or went to my school yeah because i felt that way
1: my god you felt that way too yeah
2: i mean not that i went to just completely yeah you know there was all kinds of people at my school but there were definitely some characters who were real people that I thought oh I know this person
1: yeah so you know these people mm-hmm. that's what was so great about it and that's what that's why I connected so strongly with it because I loved watching these real people and I loved their support teams although I do have to question the strategy for one of the one of the contestants that I can't remember which one it was who he was so proud of his wife for doing it and for staying up you know not allowed to sleep during this so he too didn't sleep <laughs> he decided well that was he would also stay awake was that Janice's that's husband that's
2: Janice Curtis who is a toothless woman who really wants to win her husband Mr Curtis
1: mhm in in support of her
2: were there drugs involved that was the other thing where i'm like is this well
1: at at the end they had to do a drug test when it got down to three people they had to take a drug test mm-hmm. and if you were eliminated then it would go to the next person mm-hmm. i mean it seems like you would need to do drugs
2: who did you think was going to win when you are when you were following this along? Was there somebody where you thought of? Oh.
1: I thought maybe uh, the young girl that wants to go back to college. What was her name? Oh, yeah. She was. Kelly. Yeah, she was. She was tough. She seemed not only
2: tough, but like angry about it. She was mad that Benny was back. Yeah, I don't blame her. I thought her focus on like no way this guy is not but you start to learn that no mm. matter how much big talk somebody has or they're big throwing talk? around big talk <laughs> that um <laughs>
1: you know they're they're I've never heard that expression either big talk You and your big talk you've never heard big talk big
2: talk yeah that's another podcast we'll have your to, big talk you and your big talk oh, big look, talk with tig and cheryl and Your big talk but it, it it doesn't matter because if your leg goes out, your leg goes out. I know. Or, or, or you start hallucinating and petting a dog
1: that's not there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. They were hallucinating. And what was so sweet, really so sweet, is how they started to bond with each other. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of rooting for each other. Yeah. And it was, Okay. Well, should we say who won? I mean, we haven't even yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I would say the one who won, I did not see coming
1: no, because we you didn't hear much about him, his name was j d, and uh
2: he was smoking cigarettes. He was the one that got his hair combed, right?
1: Yes, his hair combed, and he was he was drinking like vitamin B, some sort of formula that his wife had concocted, but she knew what she was doing. And the other woman, the very religious woman, who was really tough, mm. she really hung in there. Mm. Norma, she would listen to this religious music, and she got to a place, where, and she she'd cackle, and it drove everybody crazy. She was so happy. And was it happy was or was by she the crazy? Spirit. I don't know. She was taken out. She she had the spirit moved her, and she started clapping her hands. And that's, I mean, listen. God looked away for one second, and she, she, she
2: and so she didn't. God get went it, back to help out was, with
1: cancer, and <laughs> bam, she's and out. Norma. A, So JD, so JD won and he, um, he went over and gave her a hug and it was just, it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. So that was the end. And how about that one
2: guy that came back to cheer her on? Oh my God. I really appreciated that.
1: Tig. Oh God. It was so, so sweet. Yeah. It was really very sweet. Tig, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. All right. Did you cry? No. Did you? You did? (laughs) I did. (gasps) I did. You are the weirdest person. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the same reason why I cry when I'm watching Dancing with the Stars, because they were trying so hard. Are you crying and now? I'm thinking about it. But can I just tell you, when JD won, uh-huh. first of all, he, one of the first things he did was he went over and hugged Norma uh-huh. and talked to her in her ear, and it was just so sweet. And then, now I might cry. Oh and then my when they gave him the gosh. Truck, I cannot believe. <laughs> when they, Okay. When they gave him the
2: truck. Just so the people at what home did he know, do? Cheryl is waving <laughs> her hand uh, uh, in front of her eyes to dry them out because she's getting teared up. This I is incredible.
1: Go ahead. I don't want to. I don't want to break down. What did he do when he got that truck after standing there for 78 hours? What did he do when they gave him the keys to the truck?
2: I, I can't even answer those. That made you cry? He gave it to his wife. Yes. (laughs) Okay. That is great and fine that he gave it to his wife. But he also lives there. He's going to be driving that thing. It's not like he gave it away to one of the other contestants. He
1: did. He he gave it away. And it had the kind of seat that she wanted. She wanted a truck with a bench seat and it had it. And he, he... he can't feel his feet. He can't feel his legs. He hasn't eaten in three, four days. He hasn't slept. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason he did this was for himself. Was to give it to her.
2: <laughs> no, he knew he was getting a new truck, too. Tig. I bet you if we, if we write her, if we get in touch oh, with her, my
0: God. she's going to
2: be like, he took that truck and he drove that around town. Never oh, got to sit in that thing. Jesus. Oh, my
1: God. You, my friend, are heartless. You're heartless. you missed the whole You haven't cried for how many
2: episodes? (laughs) For like
1: 20 episodes, (laughs)
2: you haven't shed a tear. Even when your dear friend Tig was dying, you don't care. You're just like, I was just curious. Of course I care. No, you, you care, but like you also care that you hope that I don't get hit by a car or something. But you... Right, it doesn't make me cry. It wouldn't make you cry if I got hit by a car? No, I'm not going to sit around every day and cry hoping I'm that you won't get hit by a car. Every day. I'm saying if somebody called you, let's say Stephanie calls you tomorrow and says yeah. Tig was hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did you did you die? Yeah, I died. I mean even when somebody dies, sometimes it takes a a minute to process it. Would you at any
2: point cry
1: if I was dead? <laughs>
2: oh my god. No, the answer is no. I would have to be I'm on sure, hands I'm on a sure hard I'm body. <laughs> And I would have to stand there for four days and eat tuna fish out of a can <laughs> and give your, peanut butter give out of a tub. tub. And I'd have to chain smoke <laughs> and then I'd have to give the dune buggy to Stephanie. Yes.
1: yes, that would be, I mean, that would get me. That Because by the way, I'm not saying that I wouldn't cry if you died, but everybody dies. And and that's a part of life and that's something that we don't have control okay, over. Okay, so everybody and dies,
2: but not everyone stands around with their hand on a hard body.
1: That's right. But J
2: D did. You are insane. Of course, you almost got yourself into one of these contests. Yeah. You're just as cuckoo. Yeah.
1: But by the way, I don't think I would have a support team at all. I don't know one friend you of mine that would be like to have one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You don't think Rachel would come down there?
1: At four in the morning, no. Like, for my for my five-minute break? Yeah, she would come, like, you know, at one in the afternoon when she was done with all her stuff. But, like, nobody's coming to rub my feet or, you know, scoop out peanut butter for what me. What if know. you...
2: Oh, my gosh. What if you did a hands-on-a-hard-body thing and I was there by your mm-hmm. side 24 hours a day. I was <laughs> rubbing your feet. I was... <laughs> Spilling peanut butter into your mouth, and I was just like, "Come on, Cheryl, come on, you can do this." Look at that truck. You brush, you brush Look head. at that truck. That's gonna be yours, baby.
1: I might do. I might do it. I might do it. I mean, how shocked
2: would you be if I, for some reason, that really spoke to me? But it sounds like if I wanted to win a a, a truck from Hands on a Hard Body, yeah. It sounds like it would be so touching to you that maybe you would come down and be my support system for four days. No? I
1: could. It's possible. I could. I don't know about the foot rubbing. I don't... I feel like I care
2: more about you than you care about me. I think that's what all of this...
1: You're going to rub... Are you rubbing
2: my feet? I said... You're not rubbing my feet. I said... What if that was the case, that you were putting your hands on a hard body and I was coming down there, I was rubbing mm. your stinky, dirty socks, I was okay. rubbing your shoulders, <laughs> I was like t- shoveling peanut butter
1: into your mouth, just like, come on, Cheryl, you can get it. Okay, I would do it. I would rub your feet. I'd figure out a system, you know, a good system. <laughs> with a with
2: a, <laughs> a, a clothespin on your nose, rubbing my feet.
1: Like one of those, one of those little scratchers that you would get at Spencer Gifts, you know, with a long handle. Right. (laughs) Right. But you have it, um, uh, tied to a
2: pole. So it's even further. away. (laughs) But I love that you, you're watching that woman comb that man's greasy, wet hair. And you're like, oh, she's there with her man. And then, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I have my hand on a hard body and you're like, what, I'm rubbing your feet? It's like, yeah, it's me, Tig, your clean friend.
1: Your squeaky clean friend. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess. So I will do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hey, were you attracted to who were you attracted to? Oh, where to, to, in to begin?
2: Oh. <laughs> Um I would say is... it was a toss mm. up between mm-hmm. um Benny mm. and um
1: Kelly. Mhm. Yeah, it's a toss up.
2: What about you? Who were you attracted to?
1: Well, I guess Kelly. I liked Benny until he described like how exhilarating it was to shoot a... killing a deer. Yeah, that was
2: disturbing.
1: But also <laughs> that... This is coming from someone who
2: coached somebody, their assistant, into clubbing a rat (laughs) to death. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know if anyone's fully falling for this.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So wait, we have the exact same taste? I guess we do on this one. We do. Wow. I mean, listen. It is Slim Pickens. Let's be honest. Okay, it's not.
2: I don't... Who would be your number one?
1: Ooh. I mean, what do we have to do with this person? Is this person like somebody that you're stuck in an elevator with for no, five hours? Or is this someone to... that you have to make out in the closet?
2: Wait, why is it the two? Why is it stuck in an elevator and make out in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. <laughs> what are you talking
1: about? <laughs> make out in the closet. <laughs> I'm thinking about seven minutes in heaven. <laughs> Did you ever play seven minutes in You're heaven? Like what what's
2: going on? I mean, is this like somebody I'm gonna have to make out in a closet with? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> I can't breathe. Uh would you prefer Shoot. to be stuck in an elevator <laughs> or make out in a closet? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm asking you. (laughs) Who would you rather make out in the closet with, Benny or Kelly? Knowing that Benny was excited about killing that animal.
1: (laughs) I think I have to go with Kelly. You'd make out in the closet with Kelly. I think I would. Do you ever play the game with yourself where you're in a room and there's a meeting going on or something, and you look at everybody in the room and you think, if there was an earthquake right this minute, we knew we were all going to die in 20 minutes who would i make out with <laughs> no. do
2: you ever like really that wh- do you ever wait play the- so you would be sexually aroused after the building collapsed and you saw 19 people die
1: You don't see anybody die, but you know that, like, you're not going to make it. And the whole group's not going to make it. And so, what? You want to get one last (laughs) go
2: at things? One last. You wouldn't. Wait, no, 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 wait. So, you wouldn't spend (laughs) the last 20 minutes of your life calling loved ones?
1: You You don't have a phone. The the, the internet, it's down. You can't get out. You, you can't get anything on your cell phone. Okay, so you would spend you your have last is, 20 all, all minutes. All you have are the people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you would spend the last
1: 20 <laughs> minutes getting yourself off? No, but you know, maybe there's like, wouldn't you want to kiss one person goodbye before the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Am that I... crazy. You would
2: spend your last 20 minutes making out
1: kissing i mean kissing i mean it would be nice to hug somebody and then sure hey i had a good life did you have a good life and it's like yes and then and then then you do one final kiss goodbye (laughs) i don't know it seems like that would happen because i think that's just how people kiss and plus you know emotion it would be emotional
2: I'll tell you what I do when there's a... Me- you never play that game? I've never played that game in my life. <laughs> um, but I guess I will now. Um, what game I do play that Stephanie mm-hmm. loves when we go to meetings mm-hmm. and say there's mm-hmm. like 10 or 20 people. It doesn't even have to be a meeting. It, sometimes it's a meeting for work or it's a, a party or gathering or something. And mm-hmm. write it at the end when everyone's getting up and leaving and saying goodbye and it gets kind of loud and chatty. I like Mm -hmm. to just interject. (laughs) (sighs) Cause nobody notices. When we just, when we leave meetings. Oh my God. Walk out the door. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, well, thank you so much for this and (laughs) (laughs) that. And then I walk out. It's her favorite
1: thing. That's like cat It's like taking my daughter to church when she was younger and you know, everybody knows all the prayers. Mm-hmm. And I would say, just say peas and, carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots, amen. And then when she went to school, she's they were talking about church and she goes, Oh yeah. My mom and I do the peas and carrots <laughs> uh prayer. <laughs> they were like, What's the peas and carrots? For? You know, you just say "peace and carrots," "peace and carrots," "peace and carrots." Amen.
2: (laughs) Oh, Cheryl!
1: Like that's not—you are so spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) If that's all it takes,
2: this has turned into such a religious episode.
1: Oh my gosh, we really did a deep dive today on lots of things. Should we get to some fan mail? Yeah,
2: let's get to it.
1: Okay. All right, Tig, go ahead. Uh, My face
2: hurts. All right. Today we've got some strong reaction to Tig's description. That's me
0: Ooh. of our audience
2: in our episode covering the imposter. Michelle G writes. Good.
1: <laughs> Good.
2: Michelle G writes. I need it's coming to, at you. I need to tell Cheryl that I definitely listened to her advice and stopped this podcast until I watched the imposter. It is so much better to watch Burn. first. This way, I knew how weird and crazy his, Frederick's, dancing was at the end. So thanks, Cheryl. Also, (laughs) Tig, I listen to NPR every day, so there goes that theory, too. LOL. Keep on with the drivel. It's the best. (laughs)
1: Is it prideful that we're, we're known for our dribble? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I guess we're known for it. Okay.
2: Danny T writes, the episode reviewing the imposter is the first time I had not seen the documentary before listening in. Cheryl said to pause if we hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. TIG then went on to say no one would. Well, I did, TIG. I wanted Cheryl to know um, and I hope she will tell Becky. Thank you. I'll watch the doc and then tune back <laughs> in to listen with my favorite people.
1: I am going to tell Becky. I'm going to tell Dr. Becky Hines that that Danny listened to me, and thank you for listening. And you're going to be so happy that you stopped it.
2: Does Dr. Becky Hines have new uh, patients that are like, wait a minute, are you the Dr. Becky? She's a
1: doctor of education. Well,
2: Whatever she's the doctor of, does she have people? She has students. Does she have students that are like, she, does she have
1: students wait, that are like,
2: are you the Dr. Becky Hines? <laughs> are you the Dr. <laughs> Becky Hines dog? For people that don't know what I'm talking about, my podcast, Don't Ask Tig, uh, refer back to that. All right, say what Jody uh, writes.
1: Okay. Uh, Jody writes, listen, Tig, how dare. You say that your listeners aren't doing the New York Times crossword puzzle and listening to NPR. This is a smart podcast with smart listeners, damn it. With that said, Cheryl, no one cares (laughs) if you spoil the documentaries you review for the podcast. Isn't that the whole point? Love you both so much.
2: Oh my gosh. And I love that Jody thinks we are reviewing them. All right, and before we go, we have a five-star review to read from Pixie Twist, who writes, So joyful. I love the podcast. I feel like I'm a part of Tig and Cheryl's inside jokes. I laugh along with them, even when there's not really anything of substance to laugh at. Please invite Dr. (laughs) Dr. Becky Hines in as a guest one of these days.
1: Boy, has she become a hit, huh? A lot of listeners who have named their dogs Dr. Becky Hines. We should we should ask people to send in a picture of you and your, your dog, Dr. Becky Hines.
2: We really should. Well, I can
1: ask my sister. She's she's busy, but she loves Dribble. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you guys, we love your messages and your comments and your reviews. So keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review, and we might just read your responses on the show. Yes, and
2: don't forget to pick up my book. Okay,
1: I'm not. I'm not even going to ask you if you have anything yes, to plug yes. or promote because I don't want to know. Don't. I Don't want no, to pick and we're, up? My we're running longs. I'm just a person, and, and we're running long. All right, Tig, should we do this again?
2: Yeah, let's do it again, Cheryl. <laughs> And don't forget to get wiener.
1: (laughs) Get wiener. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That made my face hurt. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted
2: by me, Tig Notaro, and Cheryl Hines. It's produced by Gabi Kovacic and Thomas Ouellette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Ouellette. With music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate the review. You can email us at TrueStory at gmail.com. Next week we will be talking about the Billie Eilish documentary.